What's up, guys? Episode two, season two. We're back at it again. This is uh, Pat McDonald and my brother. Jeremy McDonald here again, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in again, just taking your time to just listen to our thoughts, ideas, uh, some of the current events that are going on, and also our movie review. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you want to dive right into this thing, P-Mac. Yeah, guys, and just thank you again, like we said. Um, this is the Move Chief Change podcast. Um, these are our thoughts and ideals, y'all, and our whole goal is just to be a blessing to you guys and just to shine our light. And just uh, help you guys wherever you guys are at if we can. And so um, we're going to just hop right in here, guys. One of the things that we want to do is always keep it unscripted and keep it live, y'all. So we're just going to hop right into it. Um, what's going on right now is we a lot of people are going back to school. It's a back-to-school hustle. And so I know a lot of parents are out there trying to find school supplies and school clothes and, and all those good things. And so uh, I just kind of think back to my childhood and think about how... Uh, our parents were and so uh, shout out to our parents uh, I don't think we give them enough credit a lot of times guys we would not be here without them uh, we would not be the men we are without them and so uh, shout out to my, my dad Pat Sr. and uh, Nichelle McDonald for all the love and support they've always had having our backs especially uh, during these crazy times of the school right, season right. You, know, you know so we've had I know we put them through a lot <laughs> but um, we yeah, want to just thank you know school. especially special thanks to them you guys and yeah. so um yeah, the back-to-school hustles here, y'all. I know a lot of parents, uh, if you guys are listening, I know you guys are probably in a stressful time and probably got a lot going on getting your kids back in that shape. But I also added an extra stress of just the COVID situation mm-hmm. on top of all those things. And so uh, hats off all the parents, you guys. Definitely saying a prayer for you guys and all the stresses that you guys deal with. Um, and kind of segueing right to uh, really our Next Up program. Um, that we, you know, our next up program, we've had our kids going back to school and our whole program, our whole idea was to get them ready for uh, just their, their performance needs and then their individual sports goals. And so, um, yeah, we have a lot of student athletes and uh, Jay, I'll kind of let you kind of tag team on that. But um, OK, yeah, I'll hop, I'll hop in. Um, we've been kind of talking about it uh, a lot lately. We just have a lot going on, a lot of development. Um, we mentioned it in the last episode at the end of our first season. Uh, we were actually launching the Next Up program, and what Next Up program is is just a youth program that we have here at MacFit Athletics. Um, me, and my my brother, and I are both uh, ex or former collegiate athletes, so um, we want to definitely take our experiences, our knowledge, and give it back. Um, giving back is huge, a huge priority for us, um, especially when it comes to the next generation. We have a lot of cool things coming up um, that we're going to kind of make the youth uh, in the future a priority. So, um, Next Up is pretty much our it's our new baby if you will we're developing it but at the same time it's something that's been a part of us for so so long for sure so um just want to give you a little bit of background on that um so those of you that are going back to school and gearing up for school um i know it's going to kind of take a little bit of time to kind of i guess readjust to your new schedule um and we just want to talk about a few things about being um a good athlete or being a student athlete or just excelling uh, as a student as well, academics is, are huge. It teaches you good habits, but so does being an athlete. And our next year program isn't just about athletes, and we don't just have athletes that are in the program, but we do want to stress the importance of just being active, even if you are a youth. Um, obesity rates are through the roof right now, especially uh, when you talk about the, the next generation that are coming up. And activity is, 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 is crazy right now, especially when you talk about COVID and you're being confined to your home for months and you have restrictions and new regulations, things like that. It could be very stressful. Um, but one of the things you can do is uh, when you're talking about going back to school is just forming really good habits. And 
Uh, I'm going to put it back on you, Coach Pat. What's something that you was thinking back to when you were in school? What's something that you did? What's a good habit that you had to learn or something that you had to form in order to excel academically and in your sport? I think one of the biggest things for me was um, really getting enough sleep. I think as a, as a kid or as a student, sometimes you, uh, yeah. you want to watch TV, you want to play those video games, you want to stay up, maybe talking to friends. And, um, you know, I'm learning now in my life how important the uh, sleep is. You know, sleep right. is important for recovery sleep is important for if you know if your body does do all kinds of systems and functions while you're sleeping so sleep is important for the body but if you know if you're not getting enough sleep you're not gonna be able to function the next day at school you're not gonna be able to function as an athlete when you get out to practice and so i think a big thing for me at that age was just getting to bed early uh you know turn the tv off uh get off the phone i think nowadays too i think it's a little different because everybody has access to cell phones and laptops and tablets mm-hmm. that you know, it's they're not getting the sleep that they need. And I know, um, especially with the, like, there's all kind of scientific, so I think the blue light specifically and, and phones and cell phones and things like that can actually prevent you from getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest thing for me um, was just not, not and let's say I actually had it at that time, especially when I was a kid, I didn't, I wasn't going to sleep like I needed to. But right. um, for me, it was getting enough sleep. And I know that translates to just everything. You know, you're being more active at school. Uh, I can imagine times where I was at school or I was, you know, you get in trouble for sleeping in classrooms. You know, that's because you're not being disciplined enough at the house to go to bed at a decent hour. Um, and so that was a big thing for me. And I'll kind of go right back to you, Mike. Um, one big thing that I had to learn or, or I guess, get in order um, to excel academically and as well in my sport is, I guess, just the, the discipline and just a little hyphen there, uh, just time management. Um, it's something that's even relevant today in my current life. Uh, you know, you, you're juggling so many things and you quickly realize something's got to give. I can't give my attention to everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think something that I had to learn back then and just having like great parents and people that are speaking in my life and great support system, uh, is just creating certain pillars that I focused on. You know, if it didn't affect my academics or my goals coming going forward or my athletic career, uh, so on and so forth, I didn't waste any time on it. Um, and I definitely had a good support system to remind me of what my goals were, uh, what they are and what I needed to do to to succeed and to actually reach them. Um, so I think it goes back to just learning discipline, time management. And you can also throw in a good support system in that as well. Sure. Um, a lot of time, especially I see it now and I don't want to act like I'm old or anything like that. But I, I, I see a lot of the youth nowadays when something goes wrong, they kind of just turn to themselves and they push everybody away and rather than you know dealing with it talking to the people that are around them um and getting through it step by step um you're not always going to you know make varsity the first year you go out there you're not always going to place first when you're on track or just a couple examples but you know you can learn from those moments it may not be your sport it may not be your time you may need to develop in certain areas to actually succeed and to get there so I think those would be the, the big things that I've learned. It actually takes me back, man, to even uh, a few years ago when we had our, our push-up challenge. We had the panel of the uh, the siblings. It was me, you. Yeah. We had Moten, and, uh, Moten, his brother Mark, and then we had Ovi and, and uh, Suni. But uh, that was actually one of the topics. Uh, it was specifically um, how being an athlete has actually translated to them being successful in their career. So these are things, y'all, that um, – you, you still have to learn as an adult, you know, if you think you, you start, it starts as a starts as a kid. But if you master them now, those are things that would keep you and set you up in the future to be successful. You know, Definitely. you're always going to have things that you have to manage. There's always going to be things where you're going to have to prioritize. But if you get these things down now, uh, it'll help you be successful in life. And I think those are things that uh, I think just being a student athlete. That's why I always just love student athletes. But it's it. 
it's something different about them. And you know, once you're able to, to get those things mastered, it, it does set you up for a different point, and it just kind of it sets you up above others, man. I think in, in some in some ways. And so yeah. I think that was kind of one of the points that you really brought me back to is when you were talking on those things, Matt. I think it's kind of cool too nowadays. There, I, I remember in the past there was kind of a stigma on student athletes. You know what I mean? And, like the dumb and, jock thing. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then nowadays, actually in the workforce, people are going after student uh -huh. athletes. Um, mm -hmm. They understand what it actually takes to excel at both. And we don't condone at all, you know, focusing on your sport and neglecting your academics at all. But there's something beautiful when you can combine the both. When you can combine them both, For sure. um, you're going to learn great fundamentals, great habits. And when you get into your adult life, just like my brother said, things will be a lot easier if you can really you know hone hone in on the things that are most important to you that are going to affect you the most and the things that matter the most for sure for sure it's going back to my youth man i can just those are some of the probably the toughest moments man coming mm -hmm. going through school the, the pressures of school and peer pressure then going to practice afterwards and i know back then I mean, we were you know it was two days in the texas heat and then you know going after uh to do your study your academics afterwards those were some 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 really tough times and it, and it stretched you but uh, those parents that do have kids that are doing that, just be encouraging to those kids in those times and just help mm -hmm. them out uh, as much as you can. But know that it's not an easy time, but it is it is good and it is beneficial for them. I know that uh, without the sports that I played or the things that I did, I would not be the man that I am today. And so I, just, I do thank God for those moments. But um, parents that are out there, uh, definitely uh, pray for your kids. Try to guide them the best you can. Mm -hmm. But understand that you know it is a stressful time. And I know that kids nowadays are dealing with a lot more than what we deal, dealt with as as uh as kids ourselves so definitely uh, just be understanding in those moments you guys yeah that being said just quick shout out to all the student athletes going out for uh the another season another school year just want to mm -hmm. wish you guys the best of luck definitely. uh and everything you do we'll definitely be playing for you especially the ones that we are associated with we're going to try to make it out to many of those games and competitions as we can don't be out um, there yelling loud with big signs <laughs> screaming <laughs> Boy Might horns, be embarrassing everything. Y'all be ready for it, man. <laughs> um, but just want to make sure that hey, if you guys don't reach those goals right off the bat, keep your head up. Uh, there's light that's going to come at the end of the tunnel. It may not come immediately, but you know, I I always talk about this, and I don't want to I don't want to keep going on on this. But uh, whenever I was playing college football, uh, I had a coach. He always told me he's like, you know, like playing receiver is like is like life. You know what I mean? You have to show up every single time. You have to run those routes hard every single time. And you never really know 100% when that ball is going to come your way. But if you can't slack. You know what I mean? You have to stay consistent. So when those opportunities do approach themselves, you can knock them out of the park or you can, you know, take that touchdown to the crib and you can actually score and reach those goals. Um, that's a little something that I just wanted to leave you guys with on that. For sure, for sure. Also, too, guys, uh, talking about, you know, forming good habits and things, what it takes to excel. Um, and this is something that we've actually incorporated in our class. But writing down your goals. You yes. Guys, writing down your goals. Yes. Uh, it's even in biblical. You know, it talks about how people perish without the, uh, the lack of uh, when there's no vision, people perish. And so it's important that you guys write your goals down. So that's something that we've actually done for our kids. We've actually kept them accountable. Write your goals down. But not only write your goals down, let somebody keep you accountable for those goals so me and coach jay we keep we have we have a copy of all their goals and mm -hmm. that's something that we're going to check back in later on the season to kind of make sure they're keeping the line and staying on course to to be everything that they want to be and so um that's also something that i just want to kind of make sure we, we, we covered there um and with our next up kids one thing that uh just kind of being really transparent i know jay's touched on it a little bit but you know things are not always going to go the way they're that you plan to go mm -hmm. and the, really what makes a person is what 
when you when they don't go the way you're supposed to go, when you think they would go, you know, how are you going to respond to it? You know, like Jay said, when you're a receiver, sometimes you're not always going to have that ball thrown your way. You can run the perfect route. Mm-hmm. You can you can have your defender beat, but that ball may not come. What are you going to do with it? And you see it in the league now. You know, you see kids, a lot of prima donnas, man. Yeah. A lot of guys catch attitudes and yeah. get fits and things like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's the character of a man that you can really, you know, you, you, you have to really, you know, step up and really kind of depend on what, what you're going to do in those moments. And so uh, it's kind of being transparent about something that happened in, uh, with one of the students in our class. Um, uh, it's, 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 we're going back to football season, and I know that uh, – tryouts are happening and also in volleyball uh one of our i'd say one of our star pupils man she shows up every day she grinds hard she works hard uh and she was at every single practice she made she did everything the right way like you said you have your defender you, you did everything the right way and uh she didn't make the cut for the team and I, I when i heard the news from that it was really devastating to me as a coach because i knew what the preparation that she did in the off season all off season grinding and so um, just kind of touching on that a little bit, Jay, I know you kind of let you piggyback on it, but um, what to do in those moments when it doesn't go your way and how, how do you respond to it? And, and really, do you, do you, I mean, you can either get what, you can get bitter or you can always get better. And so how do you let those moments make you better? You know, what, was, what were the things that you did in those times, Jay? Uh, that kind of goes back to what we kind of talked about before, but even before I touch on like the whole support system thing, you can kind of, uh, there, the last chance documentary or the the Jordan Michael Jordan documentary um, was released, and I want to kind of go back to that and kind of Michael Jordan and his counterpart Scottie Pippen. You know, they didn't always make they didn't make the cut yeah. right off the bat, specific, specifically in high school and college. They did not make the cut. Yeah. Um, and then you turn around a few years later, and you can see the chip on their shoulder and how they had to tighten up certain things. You know, to excel, mm-hmm. the oper- the door wasn't shut. You just had to. You know, it just was a different door that approached. Mm-hmm. And when that when that opportunity approached, you know, you, those things that you tightened up from that original door being closed, you kept that with you, and you learned and you adapt. Sure. And when the opportunity comes again, you're going to give it your a hundred percent. Not to say to anybody that you can give your hundred percent. But there's always the good things that come with experience and time, For sure. and, you know, especially in failure specifically. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things you can learn specifically from failure. A lot of people run from it. And I had a great strength and conditioning coach, and I don't really like naming too many names when it comes to the podcast. But this guy, this man was a uh, huge, huge influence in my life, specifically in high school. His name was Coach Van. Uh, he always talked about failure in the weight room means success on the field. And I didn't understand it at that point. I was like, this man wants us to die in here? <laughs> I didn't get it. I didn't put two and two together. And it wasn't until, like, junior, senior year, you know, when colleges are approaching, when you're making that decision to, like, what am I going to go? You think about how much you have grown in those moments, and you realize how much that failure has made you succeed sure. and how it has prepared you for what's to come. Um, and that's really what I wanted to touch on and kind of compare that. But, you know, Michael Jordan, the door was, wasn't, wasn't open right away. And then you see how iconic he was. I mean, you talk about the 90s. and I don't – no one bigger still People today. I still believe he's the best basketball player ever. Still. Know? And so to think that he at one point wasn't on varsity, to think that he didn't make the cut to be on a team, you know. So that's yeah. – you think about those moments, he was considered the best player. He is considered the best player. Even going back to Scottie Pippen, yeah. uh, in his college days, he – didn't make the team. Not only did he not make the team, he was offered a um, a equipment manager position that mm-hmm. he took. So I mean, you, you, it's a point where you it, it, in your path. I think it, you you're, you're humbled, uh, and so I think instead of him giving up at those moments, because at any point you could throw in the towel, right? You, you work right. hard, you you put in your your sweat and tears, your blood, sweat and tears, and you're offered an equipment manager position. 
it's almost a slap in your face. But I know at that point, uh, he humbled himself. He did the position. But I know that he probably had a position where he was studying. It was, he had a, a unique opportunity to be on the sideline and study plays and, and look at different movements and mm-hmm. different things that I bet when he came back and did play, not only did he have a chip on his shoulder, but those times that he was on the sideline studying, uh, he utilized a lot of those tools. You never know how your path is going to work. Uh, we always go back to a faith thing. It's you got to trust your path. You know, our steps are truly ordered by God. And so uh, continue to give it all you got, but don't ever give up, guys. You never know what those moments never. can um, can mean for you. And so um, just going back to our class, um, hopefully uh, they if they are able to hear it or not, but don't give up, guys, on these times, man. Continue mm-hmm. to, to push forward. And parents, um, if you, you have your kids in a position that way, you know, don't let them quit. Don't let them quit. You know, a lot of things happen, but don't let them quit. Um, yeah. Yeah, very good, man. I love that. Um, we're going to go ahead and segue to the next topic. Uh, we touched on it last week, and we're not going to give too many details on it just yet because we do have a lot more announcement coming up. Uh, but we are blessed to be a partner with Dream Week. And one thing with Dream Week is uh, they always have a lot of great events going on in the city, and we're just blessed with the opportunity to – uh, do the 1 million push-up challenge. It's an annual event where we try to get the community involved and just try to raise awareness for health and wellness. Um, and this year, Dream Week revealed that the focus is going to be uh, the future. And uh, I don't think there's any better way just with everything we have going on with our Next Step program than to make our focus specifically with the 1 million push-up challenge, put it back on the kids, put it back on the youth, put it back on the, the ones that are coming next. Um, and I don't know if you want to touch too on this a little bit, uh, Pat, or, or give anything, but just um, we're really excited for this event. Y'all, we put our, our everything into it, and it's just uh, a way for us to show love and, and try to get everyone involved in our community. For sure. And that's something I think that we've started from in the beginning. We always wanted to just not just be more than fitness, right? And we want to make a difference in our community where we're at. And so this is our third year being a part of Dream Week. But mm-hmm. uh, Dream Week, this is actually their 10th year. And so those of you guys who don't know what uh, Dream Week is, it's, uh, it's exchanging ideals, it's inspiring discussion, it's igniting change. And so um, one thing they have on their, their website, it says, ideals become empowered through human interaction. In a city defined by its diverse co- uh, cultural heritage, Dream Week bridges the gap between people, ideals through a community culture, culturated summit. And so um, I think one thing that our city, we are blessed to, we do have a lot of culture here. And so um, one thing that we, we, we do want to do, you know, is, is get everybody involved. And so um, the topic is the future. And I think it ties directly with um, what we have going on with Next Up. You know, the future, the children are the future. You know, I think that might be a Michael Jackson song, but the children are the future, you guys. And so one thing that, you know, um, we want to do is in getting uh, a lot of schools involved. And so one thing we're going to be pushing towards, is you'll see a lot of school involvement. You'll see uh, the Next Up program coming up a lot. But, um, y'all, we're just excited, truly excited about that, truly mm-hmm. humbled to be about part of that. And um, if you guys don't know about Dream Week, you guys do your uh, – check them out. Check them out on Instagram. Check their website out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just really quick, yeah. I know they actually are looking for volunteers at yes. the moment. So yes. if you have any further questions about, like, trying to get involved or even being a volunteer, uh, it's very special to be a part of. I def- reach out to my brother or I. We can definitely connect you with the people that you need to talk to to volunteer or to get involved. For sure. You can also find more information always on their website as well. So. For sure, for sure, guys. Um, yeah, anything else we'll cover in that, night? No, I don't want to give too much away. Like we said, we have more announcement coming, but I think we're going to go ahead and go to our next uh, topic, the the movie review. Dun, 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 dun. So... Uh, we talked a little bit. Um, we love doing movies. We're big movie heads. We love movies. We talked about Marvel and things like that. But this movie wasn't a Marvel movie, but 
Um, I, I, I actually really liked it. Some people didn't give it good reviews, but I liked it a lot. A lot you can take away from it. Um, so we went to go see Snake Eyes. And I'm going to go ahead and read the, uh, the movie um, description right now. So it goes, an ancient Japanese clan called the Arashikagi, and excuse me if I'm butchering that, <laughs> <laughs> welcomes tenacious loner Snake Eyes after he saves the life of their parent. Upon arrival in Japan, the Arashikagi teach him the ways of the ninja warrior while also providing him something he's been longing for, a home. However, when secrets from Snake Eyes past are revealed, his honor, allegiance get tested, even if that means losing the trust of those who are closest to him. Um, like I said, man, I really, really love this movie. Um, I'm, I, I love movies and just, you know, growing up and seeing G.I. Joe and things like that. And, oh, for sure. And kind of getting a more in-depth um description of what happened with this character it was it's, it was really cool man and uh, you can hop in <laughs> no i think um, just go a little history man i think uh how many i don't my parents could probably test me but how many toys did they buy like, gi joe figurines <laughs> that we were we made our own little movies you know with our figurines right? we had a, a very uh i guess you could say good imagination right but no it's kind of cool how they turned that the gi joe toy franchise into a movie but i think it was originally a cartoon but anyway um right right yeah, I, we're we're big action hero fans. We're big nerds, you guys. If you guys don't know, we're big kids, really. Um, and so I think this movie. I think I don't know how many different GI Joe movies in there in the franchise, but this one was really cool because it gave the origin story of Snake Eyes. Right. Um, uh, when I originally saw him on, like, I guess one of the other movies, you just you know he's dude was awesome, man. Yeah. He had the, the sick helmet. He had the, the suit, all black suit. Yeah. You know, he was cold, didn't talk. I mean, he was About just cold. He was cold blooded. That's all I would say. <laughs> But uh, no, it gives a it gives an origin story. Um, I think one thing that kicks off is it starts off with like uh, his uh, his past and how he uh, actually when he was a kid he saw and we're gonna it's spoiler alert y'all so Spoil, yeah definitely. spoiler alert but um <laughs> yeah it started off with his uh, him seeing his dad murdered um, as when he was a kid and so his whole pretty much his whole fire and his whole drive for the whole movie was just like to find his father's killer. And that was mm-hmm. like his biggest thing, you know. I got to find who killed my dad, who vengeance. was the guy behind it. It was, you know, it was vengeance. Yeah. It was, you know, it was. It made him to, you know, this uh, this reckless, dark, you know, just cold blooded killer, pretty much. You know, this guy who was cold blooded. So that's how it really started off. Um, he becomes kind of tied up with some uh, some shady characters, to say the least. But then um, kind of turns. I think it goes over to. Uh, I'm not sure exactly in Japan, but he gets tied up with. Uh, the Rashkage, and, uh, I, and yeah. again, I might be butchering that name, but um, no, and it shows, it, it kind of segue, it turns like a, a, a segue, and it, tur- and it shows like their culture, and mm-hmm. how disciplined they are, and how uh, honorable, and how they're all about, you know, rules and regulations, and I think, you know, you can always pull from something, and learn from something in life, right, and so I think one thing, specifically, that was really cool to see this, their discipline, and how right. um, just, I mean, they, their whole culture, I mean, and it was just, it wasn't, it was, it was a clan, you know, yeah. they, they had like a, I guess they lived on this. I'm not sure where it was at, but it was separate from everywhere else, like in the mountains type thing. But these guys, you know, they uh, very honorable. I like guess even what they ate, what they the way yeah. they they fought. I mean, even the process of even becoming uh, part of their clan. And I think it kind of talked. Kind of go into a little detail about that too. But um, I think the discipline was a, was a, was a big thing that I saw in that movie. Uh, I'll let you kind of talk about the next one, Matt. Yeah, uh, just to touch a little bit on the discipline again, just the, the Japanese culture, just seeing it a little bit more. And I don't know how all of this is, is true or how it, if it's even relevant, but just seeing how disciplined and honorable and intentional they were with every, every bit of time they had, yeah, um, how everything was focused on the community. And one major theme I think I got from it was just less of them and more about the community. You had to get rid of all your selfish desire and you had to make sure your heart was pure. Sure. And that was really another big point. So 
in order for him to be a part of the Rashkagi, again, if we're butchering that, forgive us. Um, he had to literally go into a pit of snakes. I mean, these were giant anacondas where he was lowered into oh, yeah. this pit where I think three or four giant anacondas were in there. And if his heart wasn't pure, the snakes would literally devour him. Gobble they would up, devour man. him. And if he was okay, if his heart was pure, um, it would be okay. And they wouldn't do anything. He, they would, he would go unharmed, untouched. And um, I think that's very, uh, it's a huge topic, just the y- y- your heart and uh, if it's pure and your intentions. And um, you can, we can even, even go back to, you know, sports and, you know, talking about politics and situations in sports and giving people fair opportunities and just talking about some of the things that we've we've heard and experienced even with our next program. Um, I think that's a huge, huge differentiator, especially in this time, um, is the, the condition of your heart. Um, what are your intentions? What are your motives? Are they for yourself? Are they for others? Are you trying to give back? Are you trying to further the kingdom of God? Like, what are you what are you trying to do sure. at the end of the day? Uh, sure. That was a huge point that I think I got from it. Yeah, that's one big quote that always stuck with me is uh, not from the movie, but just in life. It was uh, the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. Right. And so um, I think with him, Dan, to kind of let you guys a little know more about the movie, his heart wasn't right because right. of what happened to him in his past. He couldn't let mm-hmm. it go. And so really throughout the whole movie, him seeing his father die. Uh, manip- it was actually their enemies were able to manipulate that into doing all kinds of things that mm-hmm. he wasn't supposed to be doing and kind of causing a lot of trouble and a lot of chaos because his heart, he wasn't able to forgive the situation or able to get past the situation. And so that even kind of translates to life now. You know, the enemy is able to manipulate us sometimes for the things that are in our heart, things that we don't have right. So a lot of times, you know, we got to do some soul searching every day. But that's one thing I got from the movie was. You know, what was in his heart was actually his downfall. And the enemy in the situation in the movie used it to manipulate him and to have him in a position to really kind of cause a lot of chaos and a lot Mm -hmm. of things that weren't supposed to happen. But it was because of the quality of his heart. Uh, Another thing, too, that I got was um, just the different societies. We talked about, you know, the Japanese culture, but there's even a point in the movie where they kind of made fun of him being from America mm-hmm. and it was because of his, his mindset. You know, he was talking about, I think like the, the motor, I could use all your toys. Yeah. And he was like, how American of you. And I think that's kind of a, you know, our Western society, man, we got a lot of things kind of twisted, man. And so I think that was one thing that he had to really shed himself of to become uh, the, the warrior to become officially snake eyes. And so that's one thing I got yeah. from the movie uh, as well. Um, and one be- a cool thing about the movie is you kind of see how his roles change. Um, at first, he was an enemy of the Arashkagi, um, and he had ill intentions from the beginning. He was being used by somebody else to kind of overthrow them, and uh, you kind of see how his role change. And, you know, a big topic of that is just having an enemy in your camp and just being aware and just being on your toes and understanding uh, how much harm can come if you – if not to keep yourself guarded, but to understand and be aware and use um, – and use wisdom on how you move. That's that's it, man. And, using wisdom. Man. And at the same time, and on the flip side, you know, at the same time, having an enemy in your camp isn't always bad. You know, it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you aware. It's a way <laughs> God can hit the reset button and get you to focus in a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of push you and guide you to the person and who you're really supposed to be. And I don't... It's an old movie with... Uh, I can't even think of the actors, but they were talking. He was an old gangster and a cop, and he was talking, you know, they had respect for each other because, you know... He said that I like guys like you because you keep me on my toes. Mm-hmm. I, I like you because I know how much harm you can cause. And having you around mm-hmm. keeps me on my toes. There'll never be a dull day. There'll never be a, never, there'll never be a day where I'll keep my I'll have blinders on. I'll always be aware of what's going on from, around me. 
and I'll always use, you know, wisdom in, in, in everything that I do. So I thought that was a really, really big point from that movie as well. For sure, for sure. And I think even in our own lives, you know, uh, we've had to deal with this personally, running a business and, you know, everybody doesn't have the good intentions for you. Uh, and so it, it, it comes with the territory. Uh, I think a lot of times too, being a child of God, you have to, it's like a fine line, right? It's your enemy, you know what their intentions are, but you can't just attack them or you can't just say what's really on your heart. You kind of have to operate in wisdom, really walk with love. And so, you know, it's a, it's a fine line and balance to be able to walk in love when you, especially when you know somebody may not be there for your, for the right reasons or maybe, uh, you know, downright an, an enemy for you. But, um, Something to learn from, uh, something that it's it's very hard, but uh, always with, with with those things, you got to make sure your anchor is in God. Keep praying, uh, keep reading your, your Bible, um, and look to your support system. I think a lot of times in these moments, uh, our parents have been just uh, so, so heavy and so like anchors in our life to keep us through those hard moments and when, you know, those things come. And so, um, yeah, you guys, I don't want to talk too much about that, but I think... Um, is there anything else you want to add, boss? No, I think that I think that pretty much wraps it up, guys. Um, like always, guys, I just want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to us, uh, our sure. thoughts, ideas, our movie review, our current events, things that are going on with us. Uh, can't thank you guys enough. Um, just be on the lookout. We have uh, some cool announcements coming up in regards to the One Million Push-Up Challenge. Got some announcements and some things that are coming with that. Um, but, yeah, um, thank you guys. That's about continue it, guys. to wash your hands, wear your mask, <laughs> and we will see you next time, all right? You guys be blessed.